Milfs and Preda Clowns, you're listening to Prime Cuts, a non-linear history of the Transformers franchise on television. I'm one of your hosts, Audrey. I'm your other host, Nero. And we're getting some plot this week. Yeah, it's time for more crazy alien bullshit. It's been a while. Plot twist? Beast Wars has a plot. It sure does. And this is kind of... We've got we gotten hints about, like, there's some weird alien stuff going on before... But this is where it really starts becoming apparent. Yeah, the, things start popping off, uh, particularly in the second two episodes of this week. Um, but the first episode of this week is very important because we meet my wife. Have Airazer join the crew. Airazer, uh, the Maximals finally have a girl on their side. It's equality. Uh, more, more to the point, they finally have a flyer on their side. Yeah, it's equality. A flyer who doesn't require being in robot mode to fly, because technically, yeah, like a natural, a natural flyer. Yeah, technically, Prime can still fly places, but like if he, he if he has to fly there and fight, <laughs> he's kind of fucked. Listen, listen. Prime Primal can fly the way that Sunstreaker and Sideswipe can fly. Uh-huh. Which is to say he can't without additional technology. So I'm gonna go ahead and, and jump in on the spark, which is it's funny. I thought that these three episodes were more connected than they were, because you think the spark and the trigger, those are like associated words. But they aren't really connected at all. Uh the trigger two parter is is unrelated. Pretty much, other well, than the fact except that Air for the fact that there. yeah, well, not only is Air Razor there, but she plays a pretty pivotal part. Oh yeah, um, so again as the only flyer on the Maximals team. So we start off with an Axelon Stasis pod getting knocked out of orbit by a big rock and uh, crash landing. So you won't believe what this big rock is. So the first person who picks it up is Tarantulas. And which is always setting the the mood badly. Yeah, immediately he's like, "Ooh, Megatron, can I go? I'm really good at reprogramming these." And Megatron's like, "No, I'm not letting you make another sexy spider wife. You fucking weirdo. You're staying here." Scorponok and sexy spider wife, you go deal with this. Yeah, you're the closest ones. I'm not letting this guy anywhere near this shit. Um, I have learned my lesson. He gets to sit here. He's going to um, sit his white ass down and listen. <laughs> he also sends uh, Waspinder and Pterosaur, who I have started noting in my notes as the Blowjob Brothers, uh, out for backup. <laughs> well, well, well. Because that really is what they have become. <laughs> They're always hanging out together, being the, the two flyers. Pterosaur <laughs> <laughs> to Waspinder, I castrate you and marry you in an instance. <laughs> Um, yeah, Tarantulas, I love how mad Tarantulas is about being like, you need to stay home. You can't, you can't be a pervert again. He call, what does he call fucking Megatron? I did not put this down. I know, <laughs> I'm sorry. He, I know that Megatron calls him a treacherous arachnid. 
which he is that is that is accurate yeah i mean what are you gonna do about it so more people looking at the pod rhinox is out in the in this like wasteland of energon geysers doing some recon when he notices the pod yeah like specifically the fact that there's so much energon around here has been like a big deterrent to both maximals and predacons and it's not like use you can't mine the energon it's just it's it's in like liquid form and constantly exploding so there's really hey, nothing why you not can do with it. don't worry about it shut up so but he he tries to call it in but of course energon interference is too much so he just heads out that way on his own Cheetor also uh notices the pod and starts heading that way yeah we do get some good Tigatron in this yes. in these episodes as well. Not just this, but particularly the next two. Big um, week for Tigatron. Big week for Tigatron. Uh, big week for um, rat tiger shippers. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Cheetor's like, hey, I also see this thing. I'm going to go look at it. He calls Tigatron because he, he can't call base due to the aforementioned interference. So he calls Tigatron, who's probably closer. I did note, like, the little little Tigatron goes like, hey, look after yourself, little cat. And he's like, you got it, big cat. He's like, aww. Tigatron flirts weirdly with a lot of people this week. <laughs> Air Razor, Rat Trap. Cheetor. It's all over the place. Um, so... Rhinox is actually the first to get there. And he here's the thing about that. He ran. He did not run in beast mode. He just ran there. Yeah, and he keeps getting these sensor warnings where it's like, Hey, buddy, the Energon's going to blow your shit up. And he's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, he... There's like he like as soon as he gets there, he's, his, his system's like, Hey, man, you're about to get fucked up. And he like diverts all power away from like essentially non-essential systems like weapons yeah specifically he he names his artillery yeah no chain guns none of that um and puts it on his energon dampeners because he's gonna need his hands to work with this and he does not want a repeat of last time where he tried to push a button and or put like a, a disc into a slot and then he got hit with the fucking orb um and turn into a rhinoceros with no thumbs. Right, and need, needing uh, Optimus's support to this, press the button. Th- I think this is like our first real look at both a protoform and what a spark is. It is our first real look at a spark. It is not our first real look at a protoform. I don't think that we've was, had... No, we, that was Black we, Arachnia. Yeah, well actually I think technically... Oh, it was... Was it Tigatron or Black Arachnia first? Oh no, sorry, you're right. It was Tigatron. Yeah, but I don't think we we got we saw like a hand. We've never seen like the full process. No, we, I don't think. We, I mean, we didn't see the full process, but we did see a full body of the of the protoform. I think in Black Arachnia. I don't think maybe there was one maybe that was maybe that was in Black Arachnia. But we've definitely see a, seen a full protoform before. But this is definitely the longest drawn out process of creating. And we also, yeah, we we kind of learn a lot more about what a protoform really is and what is supposed to happen. Yeah, Cheetor has this kind of, like, samsara experience. <laughs> Rhinox puts his fingers in his head, and then Cheetor has a, has a religious experience. Um, 
Because, yeah, so Rhinox gets there. This pod is all the way fucked up. The protoform is in liquid metal, in a liquid metal state, which is not supposed to be the case. It's supposed to be in stasis lock, but the locking chip has been damaged from the fall. Wouldn't so, you know it? So when Cheetor gets there, uh, Rhinox is like, hey, if we don't induce stasis lock on this thing, like, immediately, it will die uh, in, like, two minutes. So I'm going to need Also, the protoform itself says that. <laughs> Yes. The like the the fucking the uh the pod does, yeah. The protoform does not talk. Yeah, the, but the pod's like you have 8 cycles to finish this shit or it's going to die. It's like cheater, I got to get inside your head and he uh and he gets the locking chip out of out of Cheetor's brain and that's when yeah, he has a fucking vision. This is like the second vision Cheetor has had because he also had he's that weird dream in a cycle of reincarnation. I'm yeah. telling you, this is some real samsara shit. I wonder if this is going. This is a trait that's going to be like even more apparent in the much more spiritual beast machines. Like if if fucking Cheetor is going to be having even more visions. I can't wait to find out. Cheetor also has a very line, a funny line uh, to Rhinox uh, at this point, where Rhinox is like, "I need your help," and Cheetor is like, "Well, you know a lot more about protoforms than I do." Optimus still hasn't given me to talk. That's not an actual <laughs> line. But the you know a lot more about protoforms than I do is an actual line. But like the implication is there is that he hasn't received sex ed, basically. You know, you know all about babies, Rhinox. Yeah, it's like, you know how babies work. You know about the stork. Right. Um, and You know about when a mommy protoform and a daddy protoform love each other very much. <laughs> and Rhinox says that's not how it works at all, Cheetor. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna poke your head now, and then yeah, he has the fucking the vision of a giant rhinox cradling a spark and going. When a spark comes online, the the whole universe sings with joy. So stupid. And when a spark is extinguished, the universe weeps. And yeah, I think I think as if a million like, voices suddenly cried out and were silenced. I think this is kind of where sparks as a as yes. like a concept come from. Yes, this is, is this is the genesis of the concept of a spark. There um, was no real analog for it in the G one cartoon um, at all. Necessarily, you could you could make dudes in all kinds of different ways in G one. We've already seen like three different ways you can make new guys. None of them yeah. involve a spark. <laughs> Right, mostly they involve Wheeljack. They mostly involve Wheeljack doing crimes against God, um, or building dudes out of construction vehicles in your backyard. Um, later on in G1, we will see various orbs involved in in the creation of life, as one does, but no sparks. Yeah, so this, this is definitely the um, genesis of sparks. Um, it may also be a protoform, so I feel like that was protoforms were discussed in G one. I don't think they ever were. There was never like a no. There was never like a larval stage of transformer. This is also a Beast Wars original, I believe. Okay. Um. But yeah. Uh, so an important uh, an important thing for that point. Although again, we've done this before with Tigatron and Black Arachnia at this point. So. Speaking of Tigatron and Black Arachnia, Tigatron is closing in on the pod's location when he encounters Scorponok, 
this is a great scene. <laughs> yeah. So he holds Tigatron, or he holds Scorpion like a gunpoint, and he's like, "Where are you going?" And Scorpion's like, "Who? Are you? I ain't telling you shit." And Tigatron says, "Sure, okay," and freezes him with his ice gun. I want I want to be really specific about the events here because Scorpionok says I'm not telling you shit and then he goes Scorpionite Scorpionok terror and as he's in the middle of transforming <laughs> Tigertron's like I just had an idea actually fuck this and yeah. freezes him before he can get the word terrorize out. Yep. And then immediately gets shot by Black Arachnia with a venom dart which also paralyzes him. Right, so like specifically, he was looking for Black Arachnia and Tarantulas. Yeah, or because uh, Scorponok. No, because he says the spider specifically. Yeah, well, we know where Tarantulas is. He's angrily jerking off back on the dark side. No, I I know that, but like Tigertron specifically names the the spiders, so he's looking for both Taran either Taran either or both Tarantulas and Black Arachnia. Um, and what he finds instead is Scorponok, but he freezes Scorponok, and then Black Arachne drops down on him, He's and is like, ha-ha, sucker. <laughs> yeah, Idiot. so we got, we got another, like, new weaponry, the Cyber Venom Dart, that just mostly makes you ride on the ground and go gagoo. Um, I mean, we've kind of seen this. Like, yeah, we saw- we it's saw it with Tarantulas mounted Rhinox last week. It's basically the same thing that the stasis web does, but you don't gotta shoot him with goo. You just gotta, like, hit him with a dart, which is a lot easier. Um, so yeah, they, they, they stabilize the protoform, and Rhinox is getting to work trying to get the DNA scanner up and running so that the protoform can become a real boy. This is, this is giving him a lot of trouble. Rhinox kind of goes through the ringer trying to get this <laughs> protoform off the ground. Yeah, he is. He's going through, it. and once again, as as mentioned earlier, he turned off all his weapons, so he can't fight back. He is entirely reliant on Cheetor to like guard him here. Well, um, Cheetor has such a good kill death rate. That's true because Black Arachnia attacks. Um, she she jumps out and tries to go for uh, Rhinox. Cheetor leads him Black away. Big Black Arachnia week, by the way. Yes. I, <laughs> big, I love, big Black Arachnia making moves week. I love this commercial break because it's Black Arachnia shooting a stasis web at Cheetor. And she was like, oh, no, it's coming right for me. Commercial break comes back. He just jumps out of the way. You know, it's Great. fine. I have to. Okay. This has come up again. This has come mm-hmm. up twice in a row. Why do people think dropping rocks on dudes is like the way? It never fucking works. <laughs> I mean, we see it again in the next episode as well. We'll have a Tigatron in the next episode is essentially just rocks dropped on him. And like, everyone's like, ah, I'll drop some rocks on him and that'll, that'll, that's that on that. And they always get fucked over. Um, This isn't well, the land before as, time. You can't. As, okay, well, technically it is the land before time, but like not literally. As we learn in the next episode, they fail the uh, intelligent life check. That's true. Maybe that has something to do with it. Um, this is crazy. So during this fight, uh, we have we have Cheetor and Black Arachnia fighting, and mm-hmm. we get a much better edited look at her like mad martial arts skills, where she just starts beating the shit out of Cheetor with her bare hands mm-hmm. instead of the same kick eight times in a row, um, which may actually it- be the same kick just from eight different angles. <laughs> Yeah, so... Impossible to tell. 
she beats the ever living fuck out of him and is ready to hit him with the cyber the cyber venom dart. She's extremely goaded in the, the, this week's episodes. Yeah, and she would have won if Shidor's reflexes weren't off the fucking shits, and he catches it between his hands. Pretty good. I, Pretty I, good. You know, I, I, I'm, at, I'm like that Shaq image. I apologize, Shidor. I, I, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> know your game. Because um, he catches it between his hands, throws it back at her, and fucking paralyzes her. Whoops. <laughs> That's how that's how the uh, the dart falls sometimes. And so you know he's like ah d- that's that on that, and then the blowjob brothers show up and start shooting at him. They do, but like Terrasaur immediately gets his shit rocked. Oh yeah. I mean, we always talk about how Waspinator is sort of the brunt of everyone's jokes, which is true. But like Terrasaur particularly gets his shit rocked. Here, they're they're both punching bags of, of the of the highest degree and i think that's mostly because they're always there because they're the flyers so they're always out there getting their shit rock i'm gonna be real with you i'm not sure how pterosaur survives this episode neither do i um cut my life into pieces literally what happens is so i, li- I really like this bit where cheetor is forced to go back into beast mode during this because of his energon exposure yeah. So we can't because he, the protoform the protoform is just like raw energon. So like being around it is just exposing everyone to intense amounts of energon radiation. That and the geysers around and the this, geysers, like, yeah. Wasteland. But it, it's so, it's like a bad scene in general. Yeah. So he has to like fight this, uh, you know, completely weaponless, pretty much, and he he manages to um. The defeat Waspinator by like kiting him into an Energon geyser, which blows up in his face, which was which was very clever. A pterosaur is like, well, I have the advantage of flight, and as he says that, newbie's goofing. Yeah, so there's a few things. Number one, Cheetor gets blown the fuck up by pterosaur immediately yeah, after that because Cheetor's like, hell yeah, I did something cool. Explosion, unconscious. Then Rhinox is like, okay. This, I cannot make this pod run animalscan.exe. So here's what I'm going to do. Run it through my brain. And the pod goes, hey, just so you know, uh, this may result in extreme damage to you. And Ronix is like, yeah, 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 no, don't worry about it. Um, do it, do it, do it, do so it. So he does it. He gets knocked the fuck out by it and is forced into beast mode. Um, and it starts, the, the, the probe starts scanning. But... This is like a fucking barren wasteland. There's basically no nothing alive within range, right? So Pterosaur is closing in. He's come to he's come to grab that protoform. And one thing I want to mention about the protoform that I found really cool. So when when they get there, the protoform is basically like a pool of quicksilver in the vague shape of a of of a, of a humanoid body. But when they induce stasis lock, and you get a much better idea on what stasis lock actually is. The protoform solidifies into the like mannequin esque uh, appearance that we've seen before. So, like stasis lock is basically keeping all of the protoform goop in a solid shape. But when a hawk flies into the scanning area, the proto the the, the pod scans it, and the protoform goes back to goop as it like configures around the hawk's DNA. And then a big bird flies out. It's, I believe, in women's rights and women's wrongs. 
But mostly so, women's rights here. So she uh, leads Pterosaur in an aerial dogfight. At first, mostly she sticking... She crushes his face against the cliff wall. Yeah, she kicks his ass both in beast mode and robot mode, because she starts the fight mostly in beast mode. Yeah. So what emerges from the protoform is just a hawk, yeah. to be clear. Um, and she engages with Pterosaur while he's in robot mode. Um, and she, like, grabs his shoulders, basically, and just, like, runs into a mountain. <laughs> yeah, and then she turns into robot mode. Because Pterosaur and... is shooting at her. Yeah, she, Pterosaur is using the, using the shoulder cannons, and so she's like, okay, alright, let's go. And, uh, shoots him so good he explodes into pieces. Like, I can't express how many pieces this man is in. I don't know how he recovers from this. I guess, you know... He's dead! He's dead! Those CR hot tubs on the on the Predacon ship, they must they must do good work. All you know, I also He's fine, but even, he died. This isn't even the first time Terrorsaur has been shot to pieces. Megatron also shot him to pieces. Not um, like this though. That's true. Not I like this. So Scorponok Meg- just <laughs> vacuumed him up and like threw him in Megatron, there. Megatron Megatron took his head off, which was bad enough as it is. But this is like literally like a Jenga tower collapsing. He is scattered to the winds. He I is. do not know how he recovers from this. This man is dead. He listen, he's fine, but he died. For Pterosaur, now. Pterosaur found dead in Miami. Is he okay? For, he's fine, but he died. For now, Beast Wars characters are remarkably hard to kill. You'll notice as I said for now. Don't worry about it. Um <laughs> So I just so I want to talk a little bit. Let's talk about Airazor's design a little bit. I love Airazor's design. She's my wife. She uh, also her voice is extremely good. Oh my god, her voice is so good. It sounds um older than you might expect. But yeah, it's and it's very good. Would you like to know some of Pauline Newstone's other credits? I would love to know some of Pauline Newstone's other credits. So, she's been in a few things. She was apparently Agatha, Harkness, and X-Men Evolution, um, and Mistress Centipede on Inuyasha, but... Oh, okay, I know that one. But the thing she is most well-known for is uh, being presumably the ocean dub voice for Frieza. She's the original Frieza. Oh, I didn't even know there was a non-Funimation dub for Frieza. Yeah, no, um, I, like, way, way back, the first dub of, uh, of, well, it's funny because I'm pretty sure Goku and Vegeta are voiced by the same guys in both dubs. I'm pretty sure Sean Shemmel and Chris Sabat? Yeah, they were, they also were in the Ocean dub, uh, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong about that. But, yeah, there was an older dub back in the, in, in, when it was aired in its original form. Um, huh, I'm not. And she's the OG Frieza. I did not know that. Um, my not my knowledge of Funimation and Frieza specifically is that um, the fun is of uh, the Funimation dub. Um, the voice actress for Frieza is uh, John Blumenmeyer's mom. So John Blumenmeyer, who plays Karama, his mom played Frieza. <laughs> 
So, who plays Kurama in Yu Yu Hakusho? His mom played Frieza and also Genkai in Yu Yu Hakusho. Hell yeah. But yeah, Air Razor's great. Um, I do I do like that her voice is very distinct. Yes. And, like, not just generic girl character voice. No, it is definitely, I would say, like, it sounds like a woman in her 40s, 50s. Yeah, like, the, for a, for someone who was literally just born, she sounds like she smokes, like, three packs a day. Um, but it's distinguished. Like, it's nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, like, it, she's lived through some shit. She has some experience. Um, and, you know, Rhinox brings her back to introduce her to everybody. Uh, because I guess he's he's her dad now. He yeah, they the have whole a weird process. thing going on. Don't worry about it. Um, and you know, Primal's like, "All right, this is the base. This is Rat Trap. Uh, we all hate him, but he we like him as well." You'll but we all out. also fuck him. He flirts with everyone. It's fine because he also well, has incredible game. Yeah, Aries like, "Hey, Aries, you're welcome to the polycule. Um, here, here's where everyone's standing. You know, all that sort of thing." Uh, and Rhinox says the line that he said in Cheetor's vision, and Cheetor's like, what the fuck? Is that real? What's going on, man? Don't worry about it. He, worry this, about these it. episodes, especially the next two, have a lot of don't worry about it involved. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about one. it. It's the trigger, part one. I love how this fucking episode opens, because it's like, ooh, it's it's the fucking snowy mountains, and there's weird earthquakes happening what's going on and then we cut to tigatron <laughs> getting bonked on the head by a bunch of rocks and going ow what the fuck and then he like flirts weirdly with rat trap uh-huh because this so is he's like, okay i cannot express enough i say this as someone who loves rat trap but like this is objectively the warmest that tigatron has ever interacted with another character that's fucking rat trap. And it's fucking rat trap. How so does rat trap, he do it? Yeah, rat trap calls him. He's like, "What's new, pussycat?" Literally verbatim, "What's new, pussycat?" And Tigertron chuckles amiably and says, "It is peaceful here." He's cool, yeah, cool man. Um, hey, what? It's fine. Don't worry about it. He's he's got big some- big mood. Don't worry about it. He's got he's got some a little different going on with everybody. All right, it's fine. Um, he listen. Retro has a lot of needs, and he gets his needs met. So like more power to him. So yeah, there's this whole thing where you know Tigertron's talking about how like it's weird that there's a bunch of earthquakes that usually doesn't happen up here, but I guess that's probably fine. He calls so this we finally see how the Maximals keep in contact with him because he lives so far away, um, and also doesn't stay in any particular place for any amount of time no but he likes to hang out up north that's like mainly where he's at and the re- how they stay in places they've got a bunch of like comms towers pretty much like beam long distance signals yeah. uh to the axelon this is by the way the start of tigertron's no good very bad day because yeah he's calling in is like hey he gets his, he kind of gets owned a lot in these episodes <laughs> In this I episode, wanna, particularly. I, I want to note one thing at the beginning, before Tagatron yeah. calls in. Because Rhinox has, has been uh, doing some stargazing. He's like, hey, hey, Optimus. I've been doing some, like, you know, astronomical surveys and stuff. One well, well, of the moons is hollow? And Optimus is like, what? No, that's not. That probably isn't right. You you just fucked up somewhere. Hey! Why would, why would hey, the moon be hollow? Hey, 
Optimus, have you ever watched a Star Trek episode for The World is Hollow and I've Touched the Sky? No reason. Just asking. (laughs) I love that Optimus, literally the characters say, don't worry about it, about that. It's so funny. (laughs) It's so good. Like, we get lore in these episodes in the stupidest ways. Yeah. It's like, hey, is the moon hollow? No, that's probably fine. You probably just, like, forgot to carry the one somewhere. They're literally, like, the Kim Kardashian, I like dropping hints meme, but in, like, the most ridiculous ways possible. Yeah, so then Tigatron gets attacked by the Blowjob Brothers. You know they're out. Ha- you know they're out here, um, and he literally gets they're blown here, up they're on the call. They're flying, and they're they're given they're they're given sloppy. They they blow up the fucking comm station and collapse on top of Tigatron mid call, and Optimus immediately flies out. Again, here's another case of people dropping rocks on people and it being fine, actually. Yeah, he just, he just, Tigertron just lifts it off of him and starts He's a little squished. Back. A little bit. He's a little um, squished, but it's fine. So, Pterosaur shoots what I can only describe as a comedy dick-shaped missile at uh-huh. him. It literally just looks like a butt plug. Um, and it's got a little face painted on it, and, you know, it buries itself in the sand. It doesn't seem to do anything, in t- or the snow, and it doesn't seem to do anything. And Tigertron's like... Phew, didn't do anything. And then Waspinator shoots it, and it explodes. Big. Huge. And he gets thrown near this cliff, and uh, right below this cliff is a weird cloud bank. Hey, have you seen Nope? There's a weird cloud there, and he falls into it. Have you seen Nope? Hey, welcome uh, to Nope. (laughs) Welcome to Nope. There's a bunch of coins about to fall out of that thing and uh, murder Keith David. A, um, a lot of a lot of blood about to uh-huh. rain down from that thing. So he falls into the clouds, and Pterosaur and Waspinator are like, "Oh boy, let's go scavenge all of the bits of his shattered body to bring back to the, the fucking." Well, okay, this is not this is not a fair uh, description of this. I I, I want to be clear because Waspinator goes. I want his head. That's right. It's even and, more bloodthirsty. And Pterosaur's like, no, I get his head. I'm the one who did this. I'm going to show Megatron that I'm the best boy. Yeah, so they fly down there. <laughs> to get like, his head. And they get yeah, they their get head. shit rocked. Because you know, they go down to the bottom of the canyon. And they're like, what the fuck? He's not here. Wait a minute. He fell into that cloud. Let's go in the cloud. And then you just see a bunch of distant explosions. <laughs> And them screaming. They do survive, unfortunately. They look. They they are they are out there all the time taking punishment. They are listen. Good at it. What what would this show be without the Blowjob Brothers? Honestly, that's right. Well, well, well. So Primal arrives and he's calling and is like, "Fellas, it's not hey. looking good. Uh, the comms tower is all fucked up. Tigatron's tracks terminate at the edge of a cliff." Um, and I don't see any sign of him, and everyone's like, well, that's, if you don't see, like, pieces, that's probably good, right? And Primal's like, eh. Optimus, Optimus is like, I think we may have to reckon with the idea that Tigertron might be dead. Yeah, it's like, we gotta prepare ourselves for um, the possibility. My favorite part of this is Cheater going, not our striped scout, which is some real Adam West Batman-ass yeah, dialogue. Absolutely. Um... Yeah, oh yeah, Rhinox is the one who's like, well, if he was destroyed, there would probably be, like, bits everywhere, right? So maybe he's fine. 
uh, so then we cut to Airazor scouting the dark side with her with her special eyes. What do your elf eyes see, Airazor? And what they see is Terrasaur and Wasmitter limping back to base, all kinds of fucked up. Yeah, she's like, huh, that's weird. <laughs> um, and they have a report to give to Megatron. So Megatron's it, like, why is your shit so rocked? <laughs> it's like, what the, did you, you say? Tigatron did all this, and they're like, no, no, no. Um, so there's this gigantic floating island in the middle of that cloud bank, and when we tried to shoot at Tigatron, the mighty obelisk uh, shot us. That's what I've put it down as in my notes, all caps. The mighty obelisk. Meanwhile, the theme for, like, Tigatron, who is still in the middle of this sky island for this entire episode is, Don't it always seem to go that you don't know what you got till it's gone. They pay yeah. paradise and they put up a parking lot. <laughs> yes. Um, by the Tigatron way, the- loves this shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. When we see him, he's like, oh, my God, this place is fucking amazing. By the way, this island, never named... Uh, in the show, but in it's the fine. script, in the script, it's apparently called Brigadoon. Um, after the the like the, the a novel about a Scottish town that only appears once every century. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who calls it that, other than the writers. Like, I don't know if anyone in the universe. I don't calls think that. anyone does. Um, I don't think the I don't think the beings that built it call it that. Judging from what I know about them, but uh, Tigertron is having the time of his fucking life here. This is paradise for him. Um, by the way, Tears of the Kingdom looks great. <laughs> no, it's not Tears of the Kingdom. Tigertron isn't building. This is, you're right. This is this is old school Breath of the Wild. Yeah, this is Breath of the Wild. Tigertron's like I fucking love uh, weapon durability. Um. Uh. So These Megatron, are, he literally gets attacked by guardians. He does. So Megatron sends Black Arachne and Scorponok out to investigate. Well. While the blowjob brothers take a soak in the CR chamber. But before they leave, Black he he like grabs Scorpodog and is like, hey, that bitch is gonna betray the fuck out of me. You need to like deal with that if that he, happens. Here's okay, what Nero is not saying is that he does this in full view of Black Arachnia. He's yeah, just like looking just like, at that. Yeah, it's also, he just like whispers into Scorpodog's ear and it's not audible, but Black Arachnia goes is like going, What the, what is what the yeah, fuck is so, going on? Yeah, so he's like Black Arachnia, you go, and Scorpnock, you too. Wait, Scorpnock, real quick. And like Black Arachnia just stares at them for three minutes while they have this whispered <laughs> conversation and she's like Okay. I, I wasn't born yesterday. I was born a few weeks ago. I know that. But like, 888, come on now. Yeah. I like that um, when Airazor gives her report to the Maximals, at first Cheetor's like, oh man, do you think Tigatron fucked up those two guys? And Primal's like, that's not really his style. Just like, full on destruction. Yeah, he's uh, kind of probably- a non-combatant. Probably something else is going on there. Um, and so they uh, they send Ares out to track Scorponok and Black Arachnia. Uh, Tigatron, as we mentioned before, is loving this. He's like, oh my god, this tiny tropical paradise floating through the, the snows. It's so beautiful he's... and peaceful here. Listen, I love Tigatron, but he's a half step away from going eco-fash. Um, oh yeah, especially in this episode. And then... We we get to reveal that like oh maybe this place isn't all isn't that great as if the mighty obelisk hadn't already clued us into that. Um, he triggers some a bunch of like traps 
uh, marked by these weird glyphs, and he nearly gets crushed by some rocks. He will not be the only person to do this, by the way. Scorponok no. famously does this in this episode. Lots of people get got by these traps. Uh, he blows up one of the rocks with his gun, which causes the obelisk to fire on him. And he kind of connects it like, oh, this place doesn't allow energy weaponry. Uh, eventually, the Maximals do get there. So first, uh, well, Scorponok the pre- and... Yeah. And Black, Black Arachnia do. Which is important because the way that they get onto the island. So first, shotting it. Yeah. First, Scorponok sends in a Cyber Bee, which gets captured by uh, by Tigatron. And it really looks like a house cat trapping like a like an insect from the camera. Me when Fig catches water bugs. Yeah. In my apartment. Um, then Black Arachnia hook shots onto the island and grapples them up there. Uh, yeah. But. And Air Razor's watching all this, and she's like, okay, hey, Black Arachnia's trying to, like, grapple hook that cloud. That's weird. And then, like, a minute later, what's weirder is that it worked? Yeah, so, <laughs> while, while while she and Scorponok are grappling, um, <laughs> Scorponok, like, makes, like, sees Air Razor. And the fucking Zoolander meme, the who is she meme, happens very briefly. Um, and then when Air, and then as soon as Air Razor flies on the island, and says, "Huh, wow, there is a whole island there." Scorponok has already lined up a shot and immediately blows her up. Yeah, so you can cook a chicken using kinetic energy by slapping it at three thousand seven hundred twenty-five point nine five miles per hour. It really looks is... like he just blows her to like. And this it, is what Scorponok does. It really looks like she gets blown, like disintegrated, because all I you see is feathers. Yeah. It, I and have then... to be clear that this is like a ten-second shot, which again does not sound like so much, but when you're watching a show, it is a long time. Of just, like, feathers falling. It would be really funny if Ares are joined the team. It's like, wow, this cool new lady is here. And then she gets smoked by Scorponok on her first mission. Tragic. But thankfully, she's she's fine. She's a little bit hurt. I mean, yeah, she's not fine. But she's she is alive, at least. Yeah, I'm just impressed that Scorponok, like, did the math there. Yeah, listen, he slapped a chicken using kinetic energy at 3,725.95 miles per hour. That's right. Uh, but as soon as they... Fully cooking make, it and also decimating it into particles. As soon as they get onto the island, the mighty obelisk uh, blows them up for using energy weapons. Black Arachne is like, oh, he- hello, come to mommy. Uh, we gotta get over to that right now. And by we, I mean me specifically. Fuck you, Scorponok. Yeah. Scorponok, you can come too if you want, but like, fuck you. But you can also die. So and I wouldn't care. This is a this is a neat idea. So Air Razor is rescued by Tigatron. Um, is like you know propped up against. We get him. we do get Bird on a Tiger here, which is pretty good. That's not until episode two. Episode oh really? Three, My bad. Yeah. Right now she's just resting. Tigatron has reprogrammed Scorponox Cyber Bee. Um, I, we never see him transform to Robobone, so I choose to believe that he has done this entirely in Tiger Mode. He has very um, flexible things. And he's going to use it to send a message to Maximal Command, and he ties one of Ares' feathers to it as a, like extra please don't shoot this thing. 
Cheetor attempts to anyway, but thankfully he's a very bad shot. Um, because they get they get the cyber bee, and they they plug it in, and I this this angle on Tigatron is very unflattering on this video message. Oh yeah, no, it's not good. Uh, he looks like he looks like uh, I don't know what he looks like, but he looks bad. Um, he looks oh he looks like the dog from Toy Story One. That's what he looks like here. Sid's scary fucking dog. Oh shit, you're right. Uh, but yeah, he he's like, hey, I found this bitch an island, but also there's a huge alien obelisk on it, um, and the Predacons are trying to get it. And if they get it, uh, we will lose the Beast Wars instantly because they'll have a giant floating island with a huge obelisk on it. Yeah. The trigger, part two. Two. This is where Tigatron is even more on a shit of like this is this beautiful place is paradise. It's 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 wonderful. It's so peaceful here, and I must never allow the Predacons to defile it. Yeah, again, we're cr- we are really encroaching on ecofash territory here. Um so we see bla- bla- Cybertronians uh, we- are the problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I, then nature, they, nature is healing. They are the cancer, and I will be the barber's blade. <laughs> um, he he says that he you know he has he he has a maximal fluid pump at heart, which is a disgusting phrase. Um, yeah, that's not good. But he has the soul of a tiger. He's like, ah, I truly feel at peace. There's like a bunch of butterflies fluttering around him. Yeah, there's some there, it's it's really not subtle. <laughs> There's some symbolism butterflies in on Brigadoon. Um, and we, you know, he's still looking after Air Razor. We see uh, Black Arachne and Scorponaut continuing their advance towards the mighty obelisk. Black Arachne triggers a trap that nearly, like, throws her off of the island. But she w- manages to Spider-Man her way back up. Because she's smart. Or I guess not, not, not because she's smart, just because she's a spider. I mean, again, these are like very Black Arachnia W episodes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, listen, she's the bad guy, so she doesn't win overall. But like, she does she pretty damn cool, well in these she gets episodes. She a cool new look. She does. She's back and she's gother than ever. <laughs> so immediately, Black Arachnia notices the glyph and goes, ah, that means traps. Which means she is the smartest person on the show. Because nobody else notices that right away. Yeah, that's true. Uh, not a single person immediately immediately fucking picks up on that. We see Optimus flying towards the island with Rattrap on his back. Because he is the only one who can fit there. Yeah, literally Rattrap is like, why do I have to do this? And Optimus is like, because I can only carry you. Your husband's ass is too thick for this. Sorry. You're literally the only one who can fit on my back. Everyone else is too big. You want? Do you think I can fly Dinobot out here? Absolutely not. That man is enormous. He's like he's like twice as tall as anybody else on that fucking do, base. Do you want to fly Dinobot out here? I can give you the jetpack. Like maybe, <laughs> here you go, man. Like we can do this if you want to do this. Don't test so, me, Rat Trap. Yeah, Rhinox deploys like a long range communication thing. Just so they can stay in touch. Um, immediately upon reaching the island, of course, guess what happens? If you if you guess anything other than the Blowjob Brothers attack, uh, you are incorrect. 
They have They're one back. job and one job only. It is it is fucking getting their asses. Um they're pretty good at it. They they knock Rattrap off of Primal's back. And I love I love Rattrap just falling and screaming his head off. Well, what's really okay, so this is a pretty incredible sequence, actually. Yes. Um so Rattrap starts falling. I'm not sure how he stops, actually. Well, okay, okay. So, I, so, okay, so yeah, they're, I, okay, they're yeah. very, very high up. I remember how he stops. Yeah, um, yes, okay, fine, fair enough, fair enough. So he starts falling, and Pterosaur just ca- kind of, like, swoops down to mock him. And, like, he's watching, he's like, a rat falling from the sky like this. It's like, it's almost too good to be true. And Ratchet looks at him and goes, you're right, it is, and transforms into robot mode and just, like, holds Pterosaur at gunpoint. Yeah, because, like, Pterosaur, he pulls a gun on Pterosaur, and Pterosaur's like, uh-oh, I better turn into beast mode and fly away from this gun. And then Literally, Rattrap... literally, he goes, I... Beast mode. Yeah. Which is um, great. And then Rattrap fucking mounts him like a horse and puts a gun to his head yeah and he's like you're just going to fly or i'm gonna blow your brains out torsha's like you got a boss this so this episode is where uh, air razor is too injured to fly so she she hops on tigatron's back and by the way she and tigatron is there's a little something going on there there is a little something going on there they're She's like, I owe you my life, and and Rhinox, or well, Tigatron is like, yeah, well, you know, return to favor. Saxophones play in the distance. Um, but also, like, there's the weird shit between Tigatron and Rattrap in these episodes as well. Look, like I said, the Axelon is one big messy polycule, and the dark side is one big toxic polycule. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's how it works. Yeah. Um, so Primal manages to fucking waste Wasp Vader, um, and he goes to catch Rattrap, but he's like, oh, I guess you got that covered. You have Pterosaur held a gunpoint, acting as your ride. Cool, gotcha. Kind of fucked up, man, but good on you. You you do you. Oh yeah, I forgot. The other reason that he brought Rattrap is because he's like, Tigatron told us that this entire island is booby-trapped, and you know a lot about that, so I'm gonna, I brought you along. He's so normal. Rattrap's like, you're right, I am I am the breaking and entering guy. So okay. I, I love this, because Air Razor, you know, uses her eagle vision and she sees Black Arachne like avoiding one of the glyph paths and going telling Scorpion like, hey, we're not going that way, we're going this way. And Air Razor's like, huh. Why is she afraid of those little drawings? That's weird. Anyway, let's go through here, Tigatron. <laughs> her best move but to be fair she literally was born yesterday and then tigatron triggers the trap oops the canyon has become a trash compactor i hate it when that happens i hate it when that happens they they manage to blast their way out but of course that it triggers the uh the obelisk firing on them they're out of the way of it before before it hits them and they they reunite with uh with all the other maximals and this is where rat trap gives his theory he's like hey I've been thinking about this. This island's fucked up. This island's fucking weird. Here's what I think is going on here. This place was built by aliens to, like, test sentient species. And we failed it. 
<laughs> that, we're that fucking is, failing can, it <laughs> that is the conclusion they come to at the end of the episode but yeah he's like yeah it, fucking aliens built this thing it's some kind of test we got to figure it we we, we got to figure it out but mostly we have to stop black Ragnar from getting that obelisk because that would be very bad yeah so i mean again black trap is the only one th- throughout these episodes and we'll see this particularly at the end of this episode who's thinking in the larger picture oh yeah absolutely um so i love how black arachnia gets them into the obelisk by the way because they're like oh well we gotta shoot our way but if we do that it'll just blast us black arachnia is like no i have an idea and she turns to look at pterosaur and waspmater who are still flying around and she goes hey you sluts i'm gonna betray you and they're like what the fuck no and then they shoot her and they get blown up it's very easy it's very easy to to Listen, to... Black Arachnia isn't even that smart. Like, I love her, but she isn't even that smart. It's just that all the other Predacons are morons. It's it's her and Megatron. They have, like, multiple brain cells. Everyone else is passing one around. Yeah, and it's both... Uh, and, like, throughout the series, you'll see that it's, like, her and Megatron going against each other. She kind of takes up the... Yeah. She kind of takes up the Dinobot role once Dinobot is gone, actually. Yeah, a little bit. She she's like the new Dinobot. Um, Tarantulas, he has stuff going on, but it's just like off to the side. He's not necessarily super invested in being Predacon leader. He just has other agendas active, as we'll see later. Sure. One of those agendas is being a creepy guy, and he's very good at fulfilling that agenda. Yeah, he ruins everything. So they get inside the obelisk and they, you know, they see the power source and, and Black Rack needs to be like, oh, fuck yes, I'm going to betray Megatron so hard. And Scorponok's like, I knew it. I knew it. Megatron knew it. I knew it. You're going to betray him. And I can't let you do that. Because I'm a loyalist. Like a I'm, sucker. I'm Megatron's number one arm man. His special rabbit. Is that what he and calls Black you? Rack, and Black Rack is like, is that what he calls you? No, and then Scorponok falls down the hole. <laughs> he like, oh yeah, Black Ragnar says, if you fire that missile at this range, you'll blow us both up. And so Scorponok's like, okay, let me just take a step back. Oh, he's so stupid for this. And then he he steps into a trap and, and falls through, through the island. Yeah, fucking moron. So she uh, heads up to the control room of the Mighty Obelisk. And... As we said before, gets a cool new goth paint job. She's all black and silver now, and her eyes are glowing red. She's back, and she's gother than ever. That's my wife. She's like, I'm I'm the fucking bad bitch now, and I'm going to blow everybody up. So she, she like, decloaks the island. She takes down the, the, uh, the cloud cover, and then just starts fucking blasting. Just exploding the entire yeah, island. Yeah, this is, um... Eraser gets her shit rocked. Everybody gets their shit Everyone rocked. Everyone gets their shit rocked, but Eraser in particular does. Well, because, because okay, okay, to be fair, it was a, what she does is a, it was very brave, but it was a very bad idea. Right, yeah. So Eraser, as the only flyer of the Maximals, flies up to this obelisk and starts shooting it and then takes a laser straight to her abdomen. Yep, just gets blown right the fuck up. Everyone else also gets blown up. Uh, Rat Trap is trapped beneath a rock. His leg is trapped. Oh, yeah. So this happens. And again, continuing this weird flirtation between Rat Trap and Tigatron. 
where so rat traps with tigertron when this happens and tigertron's like i'm going to save you and rat traps like no leave me you need to get in there and tigertron's like i can't leave you and rat traps like trust me i'm a rat i'll figure it out and it's like passionately kiss for a few moments yeah it's like really weirdly charged between the two then before tigertron eventually is like all right i'm gonna go into the tower um and rat trap uh, to rat trap's credit he has a pretty good plan he basically like baits black arachnia into blasting the boulder off of him yeah which does Uh, work i'll give it it to him it does work Tigatron breaks into the obelisk and he says, forgive me for what I must yabba-dabba do. That's literally my exact note. And he shoots. Forgive me for what I must yabba-dabba do. Oh, Primal called an evacuation of the the Axelon at this point because Black Arachnia very loudly states that she's going to blow it up. And he calls us like, everyone out now, everyone out right the fuck now. Um, there's a bit, we see a bit where Rhinox goes into a closet to grab a potted plant. Was it Rhinox? I couldn't tell who it was. It was Rhinox. Okay. I, I would recognize those big green mitts anywhere. Yeah, and then they um, all, and then Rhinox and Dinobot and Cheetor all evacuate. But it's fine, because, uh, Tigatron Yabba did it. Brigadoon crashes to the ground. Um, and then when it crashes, it shoots a laser up to a second obelisk on one of the moons, and then that laser gets shot through a transwarp gate. I need to be clear that this thing comes apart like a Jenga tower. Yeah, absolutely. It, like, collapses over, and then, like, as if it was a tower made of Legos that were not firmly put in together, it goes to pieces. But yes, it it does send out a laser to space. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's other th- fine. Remember when that happened with Stonehenge? That's also fine. Don't worry about it. Moon's hollow? No, it's not. Stop it. It's you. You forgot to carry the one, Rhinox. The moon can't and be I hollow. And I have touched the sky. <laughs> so this is where Tagatron goes for like we had paradise, our greed and our bloodlust. We we were unworthy of true paradise. We paved paradise like, and put up a parking lot. Rat Trap's like, bro, it was like a fucking alien maze. Yeah, uh, so Rat Trap's like, hey, not to be a pragmatist about this, but uh, I'm more concerned about where that message went to than about how we fucked up here, because yeah. whoever receives that message is going to be pissed off. Yeah, I like that Tigertron's saying all this and Primal's going, I'm like, yeah, I hear you, man. It's a tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Rattrap's like, hey, who, who, where did that message go? Who got it? And how mad are they going to be? That's what I, those are the things I'm worried about. Hey, and the answer is, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. There's nothing It's literally on. fine? Moon's hollow. It's fine. Um, cocking my gun moon's hollow (laughs) well with that it's time for questions nothing on twitter so how about you take us to the discord questions it would be my pleasure all right 
Our first question this week from Mimas the Gay, Daphnis. If you could make a beast former bird character, what species would you use to make the most badass warrior? Also, which species of bird would serve the most cunt as a beast former? Um, the answer to both is cassowary. It is certainly the the answer to the first question for the most badass. I do think that a peacock might serve more cunt. Or like any fucked up bird of paradise. There's all kinds of weird birds out there. Yeah. That have specifically evolved to serve cunt for mating purposes. Exactly. But the cassowary is definitely the one that if I, listen, if I wanted a bird to defend me, it would be a cassowary. No question. I love those things. They are, they, the dinosaurs are still alive and they are called cassowaries and they will kick you to death. Um, I would also like to see a, a cacapoo, uh, transformer, the, the flightless parrot that once humped Sir David Attenborough's head. That, what is it's not. What I think is it's it? called the cat? I think it's called the cacapoo. Let me. Okay. Let me find, let me I thought you said a cockapoo for for, and uh, that's a dog. No, 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 no. That's a cocker spaniel poodle mix. Yeah, here it is, cacapo. Oh, a cacapo. Um, okay. What look is look? Oh, I love them. Let me find a good picture of one. Here we go. Feast your eyes on this feller. Flightless, big ol' flightless parrot. Oh, love that. It's big ol' friendly guys. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like one of those. He'd be a real goofus. But yeah, cassowary, mighty warrior, peacock, Quentin Servan. Yeah. That, that, those would be my picks. Um, from Leggy Spiderbot, which bird would serve the most hunt, honey cunt, as a beast former? Again, peacock. I wish I knew any specific birds of paradise's names, because I can't think of any. I listen, even with them, I think like the the combination of size and beauty on a peacock is yeah. it for me. The attitude as well. They're very, they're very vain creatures. They are, but well like, deserved. They're obviously. so beautiful and so large. Like there's so much yeah. of them to appreciate. Um. In honor of obelisks and asterisk, which old-timey cartoon character with cartoon physics who win the Beast Wars? I mean, famously Bugs Bunny. Yeah, Bugs Bunny, uh, Popeye the Sailor Man could definitely give it a go. Um, give him some of that old, like, prehistoric spinach. Ooh. Megatron doesn't stand a chance. It just ferns. Literally just yeah. ferns. Literally just ferns. Um, who, I mean, God, who else? Bugs Bunny is the ultimate, ultimate. I mean, it, it is Bugs Bunny. Like, sorry, it is Bugs Bunny. He could do it. He could do um, it. And then finally from Lady Spiderbot here, at least, um, which beasties get obsessed with which YouTubers? Why is Waspinator ex- obsessed with the Yogg's cast? I don't, I'm a Chad who doesn't watch YouTubers, sorry. All right, number one, num- number one to get out of the way. Cheetor really likes Mr. Beast. No! He's the Mr. Beast kid. Um, my, <laughs> Megatron. <laughs> God. Megatron. Oh, my. Megatron watches, like, the fucking the critical drinker or whatever fucking at, like, snooty, vaguely right wing ish video essay assholes. I have no idea what you're referencing, and I feel better for it, honestly. Yeah, you live you live a good life. You live a better life than I do, having knowledge of who uh, some YouTubers are. Frankly, I don't know that many more than you, but you know, uh, obviously some know, though. I still know more of them 
than you do, and that does make that does make my life worse. Sorry about I mean, it. I mean, you can like you can you can separate like forget specific YouTubers. What about like genres of YouTube video? Because like okay, that I can do. Less plays, that I can do. Watches video essays like I think Rhinox does mukbang. Yes, he finds it very relaxing. Um, Rat Trap. I think Rat Trap is like into old school, like nostalgia based, like video essays about like things from the eighties and nineties because they're and trash. Also, he also likes to watch uh, fight videos, like World Star shit. Yeah, I'll give that. Um, we Optimus, already discussed Cheetor. Yeah, Optimus is like a nature documentary guy. He, lo- he loves learning about all the various creatures. What a- Dino? Okay, Dinobot watches a whole bunch of like military history stuff, like specifically like ancient military history. Yeah, Dinobot is like a half step away from getting his agor- algorithm just fucked to hell. Um, but with he, all he, rights he, it, shit. It's tempered by all the Turkish oil wrestling he watches. Yeah, no, like I said, he's a half step away from it. He's not there, but he's Dinobot, a half Dinobot step is, away from it. <laughs> Dinobot is the mod of Warrior Mail. Um, he, yes, exactly. He's a hundred. He is Dinobot is a hundred percent the kind of guy who says like reject modernity, embrace tradition without any of the actual neo Nazi stuff behind it. He just means he wants to go back when people play the Olympics naked. Yeah, it's more no, he means it, like, very literally, and he just, like, doesn't have the, like, cognitive reasoning ability to realize that that's, like, a red flag. It's all about showing off the athletic form. And he believes it wholeheartedly. The oil is just a bonus. Um, Airazor's too young for me to answer this question. Like, I don't know enough about her personality yet. And Tigatron. Yeah, she was born not, yesterday. Tigatron does not watch YouTube. He touches grass. Yeah, Predacons. thank God. Um, again from Leggy Le- Spiderbot. Which beastie is? We have we we gotta we gotta answer for the Predacons now. Do we? I already said yes. We do. I already said Megatron watches questionable video essays about politics. Waspinator. Waspinator watch videos. is apparently obsessed with Yogg's cast. That's right. He's, he's he likes the songs. Uh, Scorponok really loves that series from that lady who builds useless robots, but he thinks they're very useful. He doesn't get the joke. Tarantulas watches alpha male stuff. No, Tarantulas does not spend his time on YouTube. We can't tell you what sites Tarantulas usually likes to watch. Sorry, Pterosaur watches alpha male stuff. Absolutely. Pterosaur is like, Pterosaur Getting into that that Sigma mindset. I'm on my Sigma grind set, Waspinator! Christ almighty. Black Arachnia is watching... Black like, Arachnia watches um, stem videos, specifically from women with really nice acrylic nails. Yes. I think that's all the Predacons, yeah. I believe. Yeah, we got them. Um, yeah, continue. From Leggy Spiderbot again, which beastie is obsessed with Bofa? Cheetor. Cheetor. Yeah, he's always trying to Bofa, guys. It 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 rarely works. Um, it worked on Tigatron once. Um, which beastie who is whom's in this comic? And it's the four panels of Doctor Manhattan killing <laughs> Rorschach and Watchmen. Ligma. Yeah, it's 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 uh, it's it's so sad. Steve Jobs died of Ligma. Who's Steve Jobs? 
like my balls, balls. and then he explodes. Uh, Rorschach is Dinobot, and uh, Dr. Manhattan is Rhinox. Okay. <laughs> what would be your answer? Um, my answer would be, um, Pterosaur for Rorschach and Megatron for Dr. Manhattan. Yep. That's actually a much better answer. <laughs> also, you know, you know that uh, Ratchrap did the fucking Sugma reversal on on Shiro when he tried to hit him with the oh, weapon. absolutely, and just destroyed him from. <laughs> it was that fucking. It was that fucking super hot fire video. Everyone just losing absolutely, their shit. yeah. No, he leaned back into the crowd and everything. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right Rhin- Rhin- <laughs> running by the camera, clutching his head. <laughs> uh they're all them all collapsing to each other <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um from matrix to beatership who's in charge of telling primal when one of the polycule inevitably gets mpreg sam why would you Rhinox. send this to us <laughs> sam you're banned also the answer is Rhinox. the answer is Rhinox. he's the closest thing they have to like a medic and also we know that he knows about babies yeah, obviously, since Cheetor told him he knows more about protoforms than he does. That's right. Um, from Pilot at Aurora, what do our Maximal Pals buy as gifts for the baby shower? Dinobot can't buy any any more baby shower gifts after he got the gun for the for for Tigatron's baby. Okay, shower. but I think he actually does get a gift anyway, and it's um those uh dinosaur eggs that expand in water. The baby will find them very enriching. Um, Cheetor gets a Peloton. That's right. Because he misses the notice. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, baby shower. Well, he'll eventually be able to use this. Rhinox gets him, like, a top-of-the-line stroller. Yeah, Rhinox is the one who's like, "Here's here's a top-of-the-line stroller. Here's, like... A fucking year's supply of the of the best sustainable baby food I could find. Here's like three pairs of baby booties. Here's like a year's worth of clothes. Optimus gets one parentheses one bottle. Rat trap. Rat trap gets like diamond earrings, and they're like, yeah. What are you doing? Like, it's a, it's not even born yet. Like, why are you giving it to us? And Rat trap's like, don't worry about it. It's an investment. Tigatron gets some like a plant to like you know nurture alongside the baby. It's all poetic and shit. And Airazor is the one the baby shower is being held for, so she doesn't really have a gift right now. Airazor gives like coupons for babysitting. That's right. Uh, from Nero from Disney Minus. I wonder who That's that right. is. Oh. Um. Why is everyone so bad at flying spaceships? I understand not everyone would have the skills for it, but, like, you would think that at least one of them could fly a ship without having to crash it into the nearest Earth-like planet. They're animals. So, there, there's actually a very, a little-known, like, instinctual drive that evolved in Cybertronians that whenever they see something that looks vaguely like Earth, they have to crash into it. Yeah, no. Nero's right. That's that's just, how that it just works. Keeps, it just keeps happening. <laughs> I warned um, you about that planet, bro. Also from Veer, uh, it's so nice that Cheetor was able to find a an older brother figure in Tigertron, but who would be their parents? Optimus and Dinobot, or Rhinobot and Rattrap, or yes? I mean... 
It's Optimus and Dinobot. We've yeah, established it is Optimus and Dinobot. Rhinox is too aloof to be a parent. He's he's kind of he's you know he's a little soft spoken. He's off to the side. Rat um, Rat Trap and Rhinox want... are the double income no children lesbian aunts. That's right, absolutely. Who Rat give Trap you just would the never... sickest gift for Christmas? Rat Trap would never directly be responsible for raising any child. Absolutely not. But he will be the cool uncle. Um, he he, will, he would love to do that. Yeah. Also from Nero from Disney minus. How many sick flips do you have to do to activate your leg guns? Oh yeah, we forgot, <laughs> we forgot to talk about how Black Ragnar does like two backflips to shoot at Cheetor for some reason. Uh, the answer is seven. That's why I haven't used them ever. It's really hard to do. How many looks does it get take to get to the sensi- center of a tussie pop? Let's find out. And uh, also, finally, from Nero from Disney minus um, from I've seen a lot of questions. Uh, why didn't anyone mention that Beast Wars took place in the same universe as Power Rangers Wild Force? What are you talking about? It's on Earth, normal Earth. I mean, uh, a planet not on Earth. It's got two moons, and one of them is not, it's not hollow, but it looks like it is, but that's just because Rhinox forgot to carry the two. It's Earth, normal Earth, except it's not, also. It's fine. It's literally, hey, listen, it's literally fine. Um, and our final question this week from Sabrina Star Saber, Optimus Primal has died again. What happened and how did you do it? Yeah, he hasn't died yet. Quite yet. Um, in the- He's an Optimus, so he'll get around to it. In the live library with the lead pipe. Uh, in the kitchen with the candlestick. Folks- We've been Disney Mo. I almost said we've been Disney Minus. My brain got scrambled from all of the me from Disney Minus It's you. Questions. It's me. Um, I'm here. Despite everything, it's still you. <laughs> That's beautiful. You've been prime cut. We sure fucking have. Maybe. Um, you Twitter, at Prime Cuts Pod. <laughs> J- Discord. I'm looking at a Donkey Kong Country animated series gif right now in our Discord. You should join it to look at it, too. And other stuff, like, I don't know, streaming movies after every season, but mostly come for the gifts and for access uh, to me and nero which is a true gift that's right uh i'm nero you can follow me on twitter at dragon on co-host at dragon snuggler uh my other podcast can be found at radio free heidelin or, or uh yeah at, at heidelin radio on twitter at radio free heidelin on co-host i forgot i keep forgetting to say we have a like um you know, me and Jane have a whole umbrella co-host account at Crystal Radio Works. It doesn't have anything on it yet, but it will someday, probably. Um, but yeah, that's our Final Fantasy XIV podcast. You can also find our monthly animated series podcast uh, that is called Talk Cycles. It doesn't have its own feed yet, but it will next month. And you can find all of that stuff at Pod of Power on Twitter. Um, this latest episode was on Gravity Falls, Season 1. I'll say yeah. Grunkle Stan is still one of the greatest characters of all time. That he's I can goated. say with absolute confidence. I can say that with one hundred percent certainty. Yeah, no, he's goaded. Some other things in that show, it's it's look, the fucked up thing about Gravity Falls is that it's literally over a decade old. But her aim is getting better. <laughs> uh, and that's it for me. I'm Audrey. You can find me on Tumblr, Twitter, and uh co-host at Optimum on Prime. That's my funny 
robot internet joke. You can also listen to the other podcast I do. It's called Pod of Greed. It's about Yu-Gi-Oh. We've just finished season two of Pod of uh, season two of Five Ds, um, and we are starting uh, season sorry season one of Five Ds, and we're starting season two. Um, uh, we are also advertising for our annual um Yu-Gi-Oh card game tournament so if that's something that you're interested in you should join our server and sign up for that um I shot my shot massively uh, a couple weeks ago so we have an exciting guest host who's coming on uh soon but I won't say more about that now uh, you, you can tell me after we hit stop on yes I will um <laughs> and um uh I've also been cast in a uh, audio drama that I don't have more information on right now, but I hope to have more information on soon. Um, and I am starting a New York City podcast on uh, the Moonshot Network um, that I hope to have more information on soon. But speaking of the Moonshot Network, next week, uh, the weekend of the 26th to the 29th, uh, we will be, or sorry, the 26th to the 28th. Um, is going to be the Moon Carnival, which is going to be a three-day fundraiser for the Trans Lifeline. Um, I'm going to be involved in a bunch of it. I really um, recommend checking it out um, and helping us raise money for a really great cause there. Hell yeah. All right. Well, until next time, I am going to take control of the mighty obelisk and use it to smite my enemies. Transform and roll out. Um, I am going to, um, look away from the ominous cloud looking, floating over my head because I don't want it to attack me. Uh, transform and roll out. Beast. Beast.